we'd uh, we'd like to welcome in a good friend of ours to the show, fellow hockey dad who needs no fanfare because his hockey DB page shows he never recorded a single point, but uh, at least he has a hockey DB page. He's a man who's quickly established himself among southeastern Wisconsin's elite beer league blue liners, Mr. Reed Cartwright. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Welcome to the show. Hello, boys. Hello. Glad to have you on this week. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Absolutely, brother. How's your uh, How's your summer been? It has been good. I'm crushing the Jelly Belly's 40 flavors right now. Mix and match awesome. the old uh, butter flavor with Ooh. anything to make it taste like literal poop, but... <laughs> <laughs> otherwise uh <laughs> you ever play the bean boozled game with those yeah no, like never the, heard of it the, the jar things and they spit them out and there's uh the color like there's the same color but it's two different flavors and one of them's like you know blueberry or something good and the other one is just like an absolute A shit flavor, flavor like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm into that yeah <laughs> well, we we did that at the cabin one rainy day and it it was a good time killer yeah yeah no that sounds like fun jelly bellies and a bunch of beers <laughs> yeah i'm into that, that should you be great. washing those down with a uh, smirnoff ice or something oh good lord like if you're gonna get that gut rot uh, all in there at one shot that's one of the yeah. shitty flavors smirnoff ice god i just had a swig of one of the kids lemonade kiwi lemonade or something balls i think it was all sugar disgusting reminded me of freshman year of college <laughs> sick <laughs> did you guys ever do the the zima and drop the jolly rancher in there oh yeah that was like maybe circa seventh ish grade for me <laughs> nice they were so got, good got an early start yeah yeah i wasn't a big drinker when i was younger but and you, you couldn't not drink those though right <laughs> well, you've made up for it nowadays so yeah true that too much <laughs> So uh, one of the reasons we wanted to get you on uh, get you on the podcast is just talk about your experience and uh, kind of go through your life and you know so what was it like uh, you know you know you know scouting uh, or not scouting scouring the ponds of the Florida Everglades in the nineties <laughs> <laughs> playing hockey down in Florida what was that like I mean was it uh, you know Ross and I grew up here in the Midwest so it was probably a different experience but uh, what was your perspective? Yeah, so we moved uh, to Florida when I was seven. Uh, so, and we moved from Minneapolis uh, through this on too. Oh, Not a big deal. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> vintage. It's a little World tight. It's a little tight. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we moved down there when I was seven, um, and I can remember going to a. It was like an intro to hockey at, I don't know, like the Veterans War Memorial Arena or something like that in the cities as a kid. So, like, I I knew how to skate, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, and then when we'd come up and visit when I was a kid, we'd usually go ice skating on some lake. And my parents still had friends or whatever in the city. So we'd go bomb around uh, Lake of the Isles or Lake Nokomis and some other uh, spots. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, I only really hit the ice maybe once. Every couple years or so, we didn't get ice um, or any of that until, gosh, I was a freshman in high school and we got a minor league hockey team. So um, we played a little bit of roller hockey growing up, not much. There was a couple um, roller hockey leagues back then that were really popular, not only in the States, but for pros and whatnot. So um, that was pretty popular uh, back then. You know, I mean, geez, I think 
you know, early mid nineties, everybody had a pair of rollerblades and used to be able to rent them on the beach and they had tennis courts converted to hockey, uh, rinks basically. So, um, by the time I started playing, uh, usually on Saturdays, kind of like what we do Saturday mornings for pickup, except we just end up at the beach. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was great. So, so, so we got a lot of practice, I guess, if you will, just at a totally different medium, but I mean, you guys, I'm sure know how that is. It's a, as good as it is, it's different, but, um, at least it's a way to get some practice in. And then, uh, yeah, nonetheless played, um, you know, some kind of like half-ass high school hockey, if you want to call it that. And it was really, really gaining a lot of popularity in the, uh, Northwest part of Florida where I grew up. Um, but you know, down South, when you're talking Miami, Fort Lauderdale and Tampa area, you know, there's a lot of snowbirds down there, folks that have just moved there on a permanent basis. So, I mean, shit, they have top-notch facilities down there. I mean, two sheets of ice and they might have a roller hockey court or, um, there was a lot of old home improvement stores in Florida that had been converted into some sort of, um, avenue for kids to do could be a BMX track, could be a roller hockey, um, indoor part. And then they might add a sheet of ice, like on the back half, excuse me. So we ended up like, we went to Jacksonville one time in high school and we were playing an old like home Depot. Um, but it was sweet. I mean, like a lot of places pumped a lot of money into that, you know, for, for good reason. And, um, you get down to South Florida and play like for their kind of state tournament tournament, if you want to call it that. I mean, and there's kids that were going to the national development program. They had three different junior leagues in Florida back, uh, in the mid to late nineties. So, I mean, the hockey was good. Um, you know, we had it for four years while I was in high school. So, uh, or it started my freshman year, I should say. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah. And then I really just kind of took a jump, uh, from there. I mean, I, I, I was average at best probably. Um, but, uh, I kind of wanted to try to play somewhere. I, I, I lucked out and worked for the minor league team in town for the four years, um, that I was in high school. Um, so I was really afforded a hell of a good opportunity in that, right. Uh, because, you know, we're at the rink a couple days a week, every blue moon, we'd show up for practice to watch if it was on the weekend or the morning skate. Um, and we lucked out and were able to stay after and skate and we'd have the equipment manager skate with us. Um, maybe the trainer, um, so that was good. I mean, these guys have been around hockey their whole lives and they were adults and some of them had tried to previously make it, whether it was junior college or something like that in a different capacity, like different area of the country, I should say. And, um, it was really good to get their perspective. And, you know, we lucked out a couple of times and skated with some of the players on, you know, new year's Eve, Christmas day and stuff like that. So we got to rip around with, you know, I was like 15, 16 and got to skate with a couple of guys that were pro at, at 18 and they were, awesome. They were unreal. You know, one guy was Russian, couldn't speak a lick of English, you know, all this other stuff, but you know, he wasn't going home for break. Cause I don't know why the hell would you want to, I guess, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it was great. So I, I, I learned a ton from that experience. Um, that's surprising. You guys had so much access to ice in Florida. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, well, yeah, it was really bizarre. So like my, 
So the league th- that the team was in at the time was a East Coast Hockey League, and and there was a, a a shift going on with the International Hockey League, kind of sort of starting to dissolve. Then, so there was a team from Atlanta that moved to Pensacola, uh, where I grew up, and then but there was a team. There were two or three teams in Louisiana, a couple teams in Alabama. Uh, th- there might have still been one in Georgia, and there was at one time, probably five ish pro hockey teams in the state of Florida. So Pensacola, Jacksonville, Miami had a minor league team, you know, and then you got Tampa, Miami in the show. And then, um, gosh, I feel like there was one more, but I mean, so, so there was good hockey to be had. Um, you know, and like I said, a lot of snowbirds, I mean, we had a Canadian guy that was one of our coaches when I was growing up, uh, another guy from New York. Um, so and you had a lot of players that hung around in the summer. So they kind of randomly show up for practices or pick up hockey or some of the guys that worked at the local hockey shop. Um, I mean, and those guys could, I mean, light the freaking place up if they wanted to, but um, yeah, it was great. It was great. So, so we had a lot of access to a lot of cool stuff, or at least I feel like I did. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun uh, boy, but the ice times after, the games I mean, we'd stay for, you know, if we had a three o'clock game or the, the, the pro guys did on a Sunday, I mean, shit, we'd stay after for, I don't know, three, four hours and skate. I mean, and you guys know, I mean, you got little ones. That's what, that's what you need. Even if you're starting at 15 years old, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have ice time. So uh, yeah. Anyways, um, after that, I was half tempted to, Oh, well, maybe I can, do something and it was going to try out for um a junior b team in the minnesota hockey league they had a junior b league or probably still do um but thank god i didn't do that because i probably would have got my eyes pumped shut and shut in training camp um but uh, <laughs> um yeah I ended uh, up, minnesota uh, nice man you'd have been fine minnesota nice. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, gosh. And that league was a good feeder league for, as are a lot of these leagues for, you know, division three. And back at that time, there was still division two NCAA hockey. Um, and growing up in Florida, it's really kind of hard to gauge skill level. Cause all you have are these rando squads that are put together that haven't had a history of hockey for probably more than 10 ish years, maybe 20 at the most, but I mean, that's nothing compared to, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, and, and any other state that gets below freezing for more than three days. So, um, yeah, I just ended up, uh, my parents are from Wisconsin, uh, and ended up finding a school with a hockey program that looked like I had a shot to try to make it. Thank God they weren't making cuts. Um, so so I ended (laughs) up making the team, um, and yeah, played a handful of games, like albeit a small amount, my, let's see the second half of my freshman year and then played a little bit my sophomore year. Um, I think just for a semester, but I did get one apple. I stole it from somebody while I was sitting on the bench. So, uh, I could <laughs> that that one. yeah, yeah. It's not a conference <laughs> game, not a big deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, but that was really about it. You know, I had, um, there were some great guys that I played with, uh, in college. Um, Gosh, I think one guy won a national championship in junior college. Um, some guys he played with went pro. I mean, so the the caliber of players at any level, you know, I mean, you know, and you guys know this, you've been around the game forever. It's just, it, it's crazy what you can get at like 
a division three level, much less at division one where you guys, you know, you have guys that go division one that never play pro and then guys that play division one that make $15 million a year after. So, um, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. It's kind of a super rando, you know, like I applied for school at the end of July, got accepted mid mid August and packed all my shit and left. Um, and just kind of lucked out. Uh, but you know, I, I never got exposed to a ton of dry land training until I showed up for college. And then I got my freaking shit worked, uh, with all that, you, you know, I mean, so, yeah. So yeah, that was a gong show, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's good. You know I mean? You get exposed to a lot of stuff that's, um, that should be done at a lot of levels, um, and, and, and could be done more at a lot of levels, I guess. But, um, it's definitely coming on a lot more than I guess it used to, but you know, I mean, you know, Christ, I, I can't get my 10 year old to do anything. So I don't know how you get a 15 year old or somebody that's still trying to figure out if they like it or, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a good time though. Uh, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, after that, yeah, what the hell did I do? Well, wasted a shitload of years in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> and then ultimately, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Definitely didn't make it out in four. Um, but, uh, yeah, took, uh, after I got done playing, finished up school. Uh, then when I went back to school, God, uh, I was like 24, I think, um, and started coaching Bantam hockey. I just happened a, my cousin was dating a guy, uh, at the time whose nephew or cousin was a, uh, a, a Bantam goalie. And she just mentioned, Hey, well, you, you got any interest in coaching? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, got, got started that way, blew my shoulder out coaching Bantams. That was fun. Losing an edge into the boards. Uh, don't do that by the way. Um, God, what else did I do? That's why coaches are going to have to wear shoulder pads now. Oh, uh, I know. I know. Took a digger into the boards. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like getting wheeled off the ice, basically like a bum. Uh, But uh, yeah, then I had to have my uncle drive me to the freaking hospital. And then some guy called me a pussy. Uh, (laughs) I was getting popped back in. He's like, ah, hockey players are pussies anyways. And he's like, "Ah, I'm just kidding. I'm from like the midget or something he was from. And he's like, uh but yeah anyways uh yeah so coach bantam's over uh by lacrosse for like four years uh that was great got to uh work with one guy my first year um second year i worked with a guy that i would have just like given anything to play for as a kid uh he was a uh, jarhead um just phenomenal coach he's from the up played with a couple nhlers um and his brother he and his brother were really good players and i learned just an absolute ton from him and and a damn decent amount from his brother too on just like you know it's weird being a head coach because you got to toe the line of being like kind of an asshole sometimes um but you know the assistant coach is everybody's kind of best friend so you especially when you're younger and and given my personality, I mean, you don't necessarily want to be hated by people either. And the kids, you, you know, at that age, 13-ish, I mean, they want to have fun. They want to play video games. They want to, I mean, I, I had a blast. The parents were awesome. Um, and I had just started dating my wife at that time too. So she came on a bunch of uh, road trips with us. Um, you know, the moms could get down. The dads are not scared to suck some beers uh, during the turning weekends. So 
uh, yeah, it, it was a hell of a good time. Um, then after that moved, uh, over here to Milwaukee area. And, um, after we had, I've played immensely here for like, I don't know, eight or more years until our kids were old enough, uh, to, well, I guess it would have been for them math guy, but, uh, yeah, then kind of got involved with hockey here. Um, just lucky. I guess I haven't got kicked out. So I don't know. But it's fun. next year. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt. Maybe I can work myself into being like a safe sport coordinator so I can just make sure I don't get in like super deep shit. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's been good. It, it, you know, it's just way different coaching kids and trying to literally tell them how to stand up versus like dump and chase or how to pinch or, running a, a, a an offense um and, and then what you do in in given situations so uh yeah yeah it's been fun you know there, there, there's been a uh geez one of the kids i used to coach ended up playing in college a couple other kids since then have done pretty well um but yeah uh it's been good so to, to watch some of those guys grow up and i mean shit they're old now they got jobs you know some of them are getting married and stuff it's just super weird um but uh yeah it's been fun it's been fun no uh no i guess real super bad compliance anyways so i want to go back to the your uh, parents can get down to drake because you had a little similar situation to me i coached some high school c for a couple of years and, okay uh, you know did you do you ever run in the tournaments where you're just at the bar just getting bombed and the parents just keep lining them up for you and they're just they don't care, right? Like, I feel like oh, that's yeah. a little bit of uh, new hockey families might not realize that, uh, you know, you get those younger coaches that are coaching the higher level. Yeah. Tournament weekends are the best. You know, there could be a, well, this would have been back when, like, you know, Nintendo 64 and all this other stuff is still going on. And, you know, Mario Kart tournament, somebody bring up PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever. Um and Back in the days when kids had to actually be in the same room to play video games with each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pre Wi-Fi days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I mean, I can remember, Oh, you know, roll down to room two seventeen. There's a bloody Mary bar. I'm like, Oh shit. You, you know, we got games in a handful of hours. Like, well, sure. Okay. I'll have one. <laughs> loosen up, get the old game face on. But uh, yeah, no, they're great. And, and parents, you know, is bad. I mean, they get a bad rap sometimes, but you can find the ones that just, you know, they have a genuine interest in their kid, obviously succeeding. Yeah. Maybe they think their kid's better than he is, but they are, are not scared when the time comes to take care of the coaches, you know, it might not be during the season, but usually they're very good about postseason or if they see you out you know they'll buy you a couple beers and um i run into a handful of kids when i go back over to lacrosse either the kids or the parents and i'll hang out with them and have some beers and you know i mean well like you said chris i mean they're they're dtf on a good time put it that way so yeah hotel they, bars man they make out when the hockey tournaments shit. come to town they're like yeah i remember talking to a bartender one time at one of our tournaments we were just at this last year before corona killed everything but uh you know they were saying hockey tournaments are better than any holiday weekend any tourism season any any part of the year you name it the hockey tournament those parents will out drink any other group of people 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, no it's doubt. like going to, it's like going to spring break somewhere and you can, I mean, you can spot the dudes from the Midwest. They're crushing at 6am yep. and everybody else is still <laughs> trying to wean themselves off a hangover. Hasn't, you know, gone after the freaking the juice right away in the morning and had a bloody or something, you know? Right. But uh, yeah, no, they're, they're gnarly. When I had started coaching, you know, like I said, I was like 24, 25. I was like, working a little bit, but going to school full time. And I had like no money. So I can remember like, you know, going on these road trips, I at least got my gas comped, I think, or no, the hotel room. But, you know, if I got to drive my truck two and a half hours for a, a tournament, I mean, shit, I can barely afford gas, but the parents definitely greased the wheels and had beers or, I mean, you know, brandy out the ass and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, they took good care of us for, you know, and food and stuff like that too, usually. So uh yeah and i you know i really didn't get too crazy i i was a little nervous i mean like the guy that i coached with the first year didn't really do much i mean uh well the craziest thing i think we did we were driving up to shawno for uh the state tournament that year and our car spun off the road into the ditch and we had to have some people push us out there was ice everywhere um you know but we kind of kept to ourselves. The dude, the next year w- definitely did a, a good job of like separating himself from parents and really had a hard stance on, um, that role as a head coach. And then when I was with his brother, the next two years, um, it was definitely a little bit looser, put it that way. But, you know, I mean, you never know what you're going to get into with some of these freaking people, man, either that or they'll hold something over your head and all this other shit. So, I mean, it was probably bad enough. I had Katie along with me and the shit that was going on, you know, cause the kids at that age, they're just pounding on the freaking doors, bothering you. I mean, you know, there's some things, you know, like, obviously I'm joking about the safe sports stuff, but you know, like, shit was different back then you know like some of these little knocks on a door or incidental things you you know not that anything weird happened but it was just i mean you can get in a lot of shit now for a lot of seemingly innocent things so uh and, and that was never an issue then you know but um you know yeah it's just a different world now but I mean, I can remember hearing a lot of stories and was definitely part of some that were just like, holy shit, you know, like, how did we not get like escorted out of the freaking hotel or, you know, I mean, shit, yeah. some of that stuff happened this year at, <laughs> for escort attorney. So, you know, it was, yeah, you, you never know we're going to run into. I mean, yeah, parents don't give a shit when they're on the road too, which is great because, you, you know, you could finally catch them in their element, so to speak, you know, and everybody's getting along. I mean, you're spending a long ass year together. So, uh, and then potentially for the next five or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point for, for parents out there listening. If you're uh, just getting into the hockey thing, remember the kids that you're skating with the parents you're sitting next to. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting next to them for possibly the next, you know, what, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Don't be some maniac asshole yelling from yeah. the stands at your kid because they can barely skate. So yeah, don't be a dick. Pump the tires. Yeah. <laughs> God. And don't forget to take on. care of the coaches too, right? Like you brought up a good point. You know, a lot of these young kids, they don't have money, but they're there, you know, helping your kid out. Mm-hmm. Oh know, yeah. I mean, getting paid maybe 1500 bucks or something like that for the entire season. That's supposed to cover oh, all yeah. the, the time and the gas and everything else that you invest into the getting to practices and, mm-hmm. and games and all that. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right on. I mean, it's a big sacrifice uh, for just time if you want to chalk it up to that, but you know, like we had to go, well, uh, Chris, well, you you know, like we went about our coaching certifications. I mean, you're spending time away from your family. You pony up for a hotel room. Um, And if you don't get caught for that and you're just like starting to get into coaching and you got like a family to manage a job, if you're going to school, you know, hundred bucks or 150 bucks or whatever they get for a hotel plus, you know, eight hours away. And you're arguably not even learning anything because some of those first, you know, levels and seminars are so damn boring. Um, you know, I, I mean, it could be a struggle, you know, I mean, yeah. shit, trying to get by on a six, seven, eight, nine dollar job. And then you're spending, you know, six hours of work on a tank of gas to get to a freaking coaching clinic that you might not get comp for as a real kick in the dick. So, yeah, I mean, if I hadn't got comped those first few years when I coached, when I was still in college, like oh. working at a help, I'm working at a help desk, sure. paying my way through school. Like, you know, this is, this is extra. And uh, I had like a 20 minute drive to the rank too. So, you know, I mean, it adds up, yeah. right. And when, Big time. when you don't, ha- when you don't have a kid, uh, you know, you don't realize, but even the ones that do have a kid in it, right. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of extra time that goes into it that people I don't think understand. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, and then if you got, you know, a guy that's really, you know, putting and trying to make a huge conscientious effort into this at, as you get to a higher level, I mean, it's basically like working a second job, you know, by the time you're, I mean, we had practices for an hour and a half, um, twice a week, I think maybe three times, you know, that's a hell of a practice plan for an hour and a half when you got to have you know, 13, 15 kids engaged and, and working their nuts off, uh, to try to learn something, uh, and still be respectful and all that, you know, it obviously doesn't go that way every time, but, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. We've all, I mean, being involved with youth sports at, at pretty much all the levels and from all the sides as, as players and all of us have coached at some level and, and are obviously parents too now, but the, uh, you know, the thing I always try to keep in mind is even if the coaches run a shitty practice or you don't agree with it or whatever, like there's nothing that's really stopping them from walking off the ice and right out the fucking door and leaving oh, you yeah. guys high and dry. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, you're going to sit there as a volunteer and get your ass chewed because somebody's shitty kid, like whether it's attitude or whatever, or the parent, I mean, the kids are going to take the brunt if the parents are being jerks, you know, like that's just, I don't think they realize some of that. I mean, I get the frustration. Trust me. I mean, like I rode pine and paid for school. Like, give me a break. I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm still paying for riding the pine, you know, I, I you know, like, holy shit. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah. But you, you know, I feel like some of those parents just weren't athletes when they were kids and they just have absolutely zero concept of it. Or if they were, I, I can understand if they're hooting and hollering at their kid, but Holy shit. If they're not, if, if they were uh, a player and now they're like chewing the coach, I mean, get your certification, come on the bench, like, or, or any sport and yeah. And come get your feet in the pool and don't be a dick about it. Right. I mean, I look at even just the differences growing up in Minnesota, you know, the, the parents would drive their kids to the rink, drop their kids off and go across the street to the bar and have a couple of beers with the other dads. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, during practice, come back, pick the kid up and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and look at the, some of those 
practice times, if that's, you know, eight o'clock on Friday night, well, you don't think that 24 year old kid that's coaching your little Johnny out there teaching him backwards fucking crossovers. Wouldn't be <laughs> rather be somewhere else at eight thirty yeah. on a Friday night. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, or I don't 6am practices. Oh my know, God, man. Keep yeah. in mind that that coach just rolled out of the bar three hours ago, cut him some fucking slack. Yeah, no shit. At least have a cocktail there. Let him <laughs> yeah, try to right. keep the buzz going rather than right. being full Help blown get through the over. next 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of kids that don't show up for the 6 a.m. practices. Right. Yeah. Their parents are having the bag. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, times. I mean, we kind of touched on it, right? Like, so parent coach now, you, you know, mentioned being dad again and, and coaching kids and going from the, you know, the, the bantams down to the mites again. And you said, you know, the dry land shit you got beat on in college. Uh, what do you got your kids doing in off ice to try to keep them motivated? And are you, are you harping on them or are you uh, just kind of letting them figure it out on their own? Yeah. I, I, I take maybe I'm not a very like super serious person. So I, I try not to like really pound too much on any of the kids for anything when it comes to like sports, just cause I, I agree with the way a, a lot of people, a lot of other athletes or, or, or people think in general, where it's just like, yeah, you got to have them doing a lot of things. So now if they want to go play whatever sport over the summer, that's fine. As far as like hockey specifically, I try to have them do something now, like it could be riding a bike because they're still working on some, you know, dexterity, some finger stuff, you, you know, and concentrating on a, a general mental thing. So like we mountain bike a decent amount. Um, otherwise, uh, I try to just have them do something like my oldest is, uh, a goalie. So I just try to have them work on something that's a little bit more like hand eye type, you know, uh, just to try to keep that thing going. I'm not necessarily, and even if he was a forward or a D man, I, I I'm not really going to be beating him up over like plyometrics and stuff like that over the summer. That's a little like I'll say Caddy Wampus just because the word's fun, even though it makes no <laughs> sense. But um, uh, you know, I don't know if any of that makes much sense until they probably get. I don't know. For me, l- let's just pick a month before the season starts, uh, or at least if they're going to a couple camps. Like I have Sean signed up for a couple camps uh, this summer. So I'll have him probably get more on the horse about a week or two before the camp starts. So he just doesn't look like a big bag when he gets out there. But um, otherwise, you know, he's lucky in a sense that he is a goalie. So all the kids that want to shoot can just shoot pucks on him. Otherwise, you know, shooting hundred pucks, you know, or the 5,000 puck challenge or whatever at a net can be sometimes a little monotonous and you have to have, you, you, you know, you have to make it fun for the kids to, to get involved. Cause that's, you know, depending on their mental, uh, process or whatever, you know, like if you're on them about doing it, I mean, you're going to bury some of these kids and maybe they'll like it when they're younger, but I mean, there's plenty of kids that do hockey year round. They do no other sport and they'll, be done after high school and you spent $50,000 over the last like 10 years for him to be a beer leaguer. You know, I, I, I don't, for me, that's way too much. I mean, hell, if you got the money, you want to send them to camps and they're getting all of it and they, and they don't complain about it year round. Great. But if you're on them about a lot, I feel like that could just have some negative impacts 
not maybe when they're a kid kid per se or playing like something under peewee because they might just not realize it but you know i mean for, for some of these guys i mean they're like they're losing their adolescence and their childhood by just having to do this shit all summer now hell if they enjoy it and they want to shoot eight eighty five thousand pucks all summer great man go for it and, and if they like it i mean then you got a rare breed and you, you know be on them and if you have enough wherewithal to like have some progressive videos or tutelage for them you know i mean you guys know how it is if they're going to shoot ten thousand pucks awesome but if they're going to shoot ten thousand bad ones hmm, i i don't i don't know if i do that um, yeah it's so, one thing to be out there and actually like shooting trying to get better at the skill it's another thing to go out in the garage and just like flip pucks up at the wall that's what i try to tell my kid when she does it Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, like I can remember, gosh, maybe a couple summers ago when our association started that, I mean, they'd just be shooting pucks point blank and be like, Oh, I just shot 30 of them. Uh, you know, no, you didn't. Not that stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have made it from the top of the crease to the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't even get it off the ground. That doesn't even count. Yeah. No, we, I agree with you, man. I think uh, letting the kids just run around and be active, like our, our daughter tries to do the 10,000 puck thing. She's into that, whatever. She's a goal, you know, oh, yeah. goal yeah, oriented that's kid. She likes to do mm-hmm. it, but there are days, you know, you don't want to go. If you don't feel like going out there and go shoot, I'm not going to make you do it. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And, and if, and if they're not maybe getting up to do it and you say, Hey, you want to go out there? I'll shoot some with you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. All right, cool. I mean, you did your job. Um, yeah, but that's a huge motivator yes. too, is the parent getting out there and, and doing it with the kid. Oh too. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. hundred percent. And the kids don't care if the parents good or bad, you know, they could care less. I mean, they're probably like anybody else, just more into getting some like quality time with the parents to just like hang out, you know, but right. Yeah. I mean, could I do a better job? Yeah, probably. But you know, at, at one hand, I kind of put it on them where, you know, for, for the select few people that either played past high school or just have a decent understanding of the game, you know, you know, like I've told Sean, I'm like, Hey man, like I I was fortunate enough to like learn a lot of things after high school relative to the game. If you want to know like some stuff to try to like get better or what it just generally takes to even like, I mean, making a high school team now is hard, you know, much less trying to make a junior team or, I mean, or all this other stuff. So I mean, it ain't easy. So, um, I mean, you got to put the work in first and foremost, but I think somebody chirping in your ear all day about it is um, not the right way I do it, I guess, put it that way. Yeah. Making a high school team is hard because your kids got to go up against all the kids that were parented the right way with the dads that were yelling at them to get out in the garage <laughs> yeah. and shoot pucks. Oh right yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, and there's something to be said about that too. I mean, depending on, I mean, if you guys want to get into coaching type stuff, but you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's a sports blog I check and, and and they used to have a section called the pussification of America continues. And then, you know, a series of dots and then they roll into the article. Well, um, I mean, there's something to be said about that in sport. You know, I mean, you guys might know this just with the kids being young. I mean, you can't yell at anybody anymore and that's extremely challenging. You need to revert to that all the time anyways, but you know, I, I mean, you're going to act different around your coach anyways. And um, if they lay into you and you don't respond, 
you know, that's tough. Or if you have a whole crew of kids like that, that's extremely tough. And because there's just a weird group of kids that are coming now with the whole, you know, uh, participation trophies and all this other stuff. And some kids just simply care about that and they don't give two rips about doing anything else. So that's just, I don't know. There's just a weird dynamic with, with kids these days um, and trying to make them successful at their respective sport. You know, that's everywhere, not hockey, uh, you know, obviously, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. And it, you know, like the, the kids that I was coaching when I was younger, I mean, I I was fortunate enough to be able to like be hard on them sometimes. And then if, and then also joke around with them, but they knew that if they were goofing around and I harped on them a couple of times, I mean, that was it. They could line up on the boards and they could skate for 45 minutes or however much time is left in practice. I mean, (coughs) yeah, it's, it's tough. I can remember one, you know, I coached uh, soccer back in the twin cities and I, I had one, uh, one game where, you know, kids were mouthing off or whatever to one of our assistant coaches, the, the practice before, and, and we sat them the entire game. Oh yeah. And their parents came up. Oh my God, were they pissed? You know, grandma and grandpa oh, yeah. came, were in, in town or some bullshit like that. How could you do this to them type of shit? And they brought, <laughs> well, you know why? So you want to know why your kid wasn't, didn't get playing time. You should, you know, there's at that point, the kids are 15 and 16 years old. Like, mm. You can have that conversation with them. Oh yeah. And then you, yeah. And then, they can come ask me what they can do to get back on the field or back on the ice, whatever it is. Yep. So I don't know if you ever dealt with a situation like that where you had to bench kids or anything. Um, yeah, you know, boy, I really screwed up royally one time and sat a kid and, you know, it was like maybe my second year coaching or, or first year head coach and just like didn't play him and got my ass chewed bad. And we won big too. So there was literally no reason why I shouldn't have been on the ice. And this guy was freaking, I mean, chewing my ass bad. And, you know, like next thing you know, I'm yelling back at him. He's yelling at me. And I mean, it ended up being fine, but you, you know, there's some things you got to be cognizant of when you're running a bench, when kids are flying on and off and that's a, you, you know, a reality in, in hockey, but um, yeah. Otherwise I lucked out pretty good uh, w- with not really having to sit kids. Um, you know, I mean, like I've definitely played like the third line a hell of a lot more times than like the first line just cause they were doing shit. Um, but those first line kids, you know, like at that time, uh, I mean, their parents knew what was going on. I mean, they were the best kids on that side of the state probably. So, you know, it wasn't a huge ordeal, but you definitely got to, I mean, I, I got my ass chewed by another parent for sitting a kid at Badger state games one time and he was not good, uh, unfortunately, but you know, I mean, we had a tournament to win. So, and her mom was, I mean, God damn, she was laying into me bad, but, um, I just walked right out of the building. I mean, I, I, I don't care. So, yeah. uh, it's a big difference on the, the level too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Different big expectations. Time. Yeah. You make a good point. I mean, it's obviously totally different if you're a mite and, and arguably a squirt, especially if you're maybe a squirt B ish C type kid. Um, now, there's probably only a handful of games that you actually have to do that in. I mean, cause you got what three to five, maybe to make playoffs or something like that. But I mean, if your kid's getting buried in some, you know, dog shit tournament in the middle of nowhere, you know, that's maybe a point of contention, but 
you know, uh, most coaches institute, uh, and we did back then, you know, 24 hour rule, you know, don't talk to me after the game, wait 24 hours. And if you got an issue, send me an email or give me a call, but not, uh, not right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Give it, uh, let it marinate a little bit and cooler heads usually prevail the next day or something like that as a, I've employed that strategy. I've also handed out suckers on the sideline of my game. So, the oh, parents, yeah, so they yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great idea. I mean, that's a good way to just deal w- with that at the moment, you know, and those, that's a phenomenal idea, actually. <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself because it's a, you know, it's kind of a little lighthearted way of, but, you know, addressing a pretty serious issue that can be detrimental to the, to the kids development. If they're getting, you know, the wrong instruction from what the coach is telling them on the other side of the ice, you know, it's, uh, I've seen kids just, just walk, you know, storm away from their parents pissed off and and you don't want to see that either. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the best moves I ever saw, um, that, uh, Marine that, that I coached with, we're at a tournament one year and tournament game, something like that. And, uh, kids are playing. Okay. Just not like, rolling like they should have been um and he had coached these kids like gosh maybe like three or four years prior to that so he he knew how to motivate them and get them to respond and we won a state tournament with them that year um but uh we're sitting on the bench we might have even been winning the game but all of a sudden he just left he walked off the boards or walked off the bench went around the rink it took off and me and the other guy were like, holy shit, man, like <laughs> this guy's going to lose <laughs> yeah. his freaking mind on these people or, or, or like, is he even coming back? And, you know, he comes back about three, four minutes later, you, you know, we end up running lines out, whatever the case may be. And uh, I'm like, oh shit, man. Like what, you know, like you irritated me and like the boys are doing okay. And he's like, no, nah, I just had to go to the bathroom. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, did they respond at all? And I, I mean, and they came back, you know, so I mean, it worked, but I mean, it, it takes a little bit of practice to be able to kind of pull something like that off. Cause you know, you can't, can't be doing that every third game, but no, it was good though. It was good, but yeah. That's classic. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's an interesting tactic to take to, uh, you know, I guess. Oh yeah. It shit. was great, man. It, it was great. Cause he never really like yelled at the kids that I can really, I mean, like big time yelled at him, but he just knew, like you knew when he was pissed off because he wasn't taking any shit and like sticks might be slamming on the ice or banging on the boards and stuff. And they were, I mean, I I guess I'd probably say scared of them, uh, which I think is good. You know, I mean, like, like you guys mentioned earlier, this guy had two kids that he was leaving at home. I mean, they were younger kids. He, he was, a uh, you know, computer guy at the hospital or something, you know, he had demanding hours and stuff there. I mean, his wife's working, you know, like, and he's coming to the rink to coach kids that he like, that, you know, that aren't kid that aren't his. And, and he's going to like waste his time with somebody or some kids or whatever, you, you know, that aren't paying attention. I mean, that sucks. So uh yeah no he he was very good at it though very good but his old man was a coach too and coached him and his brother when they were kids up gosh maybe even in high school but um yeah so I think he learned a lot of good stuff from his old man too did you uh did you say state championship in there 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought I heard that. That's a, yeah. that's a I mean, big we got deal, a, man. I mean, we got a pin, you know, you got a pin. No, I just think it's cool. <laughs> like there's no better feeling as a coach, like whether it's a state tournament or whatever, just a weekend tournament in Duluth or wherever the hell you are. Oh yeah. That, uh, you know, watching those kids storm off the bench when it's, uh, the buzzer goes off and with, oh, the, yeah. they skate off with the W. Yeah. Turning wins always good. Um, I, you, you know, that group of kids that we had that year were like awesome. One of those kids played in college. I thought that there would have been like two more that would have played juniors at least. Um, and the goalie we had was pretty good. Uh, he actually, I think played junior, but, um, at any rate, uh, I mean, you could tell that it was kind of a special group. Plus he had coached him the last few years, you know, so like, and he knew what he was doing and ran a pretty damn good system and just, you know, power play penalty kill was good. And they responded to what he had to say. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I mean, winning something like that was, I mean, phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you hit it right on the head. I mean, the kids, when it comes down to it, like winning and love winning and to be able to do something photo bomber uh to be able to do something <laughs> like that uh you know it's sweet because it's i mean you guys know how it is with any sport in general i mean it's tough i mean shit my freshman year of college i don't think we won a game until january i mean you're going oh for over a dozen um <laughs> you know and then gosh my sophomore, that could be rough holy shit man especially if you're not playing i mean damn we got bagged every day for months and then if i mean in my situation I, mean, I had no business being on the ice anyways but um boy i mean it was nice to get out and get a shot you know but um it, it's great though man and, you know and i had basically the same group of kids the next year um and uh we did re- God, I don't think we lost a game until a week before playoffs. And then we got pumped in the first round to it by a team that we beat. I don't know, probably at least a couple times during the year. And that, I mean, that's like the freaking worst, absolute yeah. worst, but um, you know, kids are freaking crying and shit, you know, and you like, can't, you can't do anything. Then all of a sudden you're done. But um yeah, no, I mean, I, and I'm not like hockey is probably the only thing that I was really ever super competitive with. So it's, um, and I'm not like a ton as a player anymore. Um, but you know, sitting behind the bench when you're like, I mean, you, you have literal output right in front of you that you manage and, and losing in that capacity, I feel like is a hell of a lot tougher than, um, as a player sometimes, you know I mean? You're out there for 30, 45 seconds or whatever the case may be a little different when you're older, but I guess, but um, yeah, having a freaking grabber on the ice, but playing like shit, but um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, God, yeah, it, it was great though. I mean, we should have won this Badger state games tournament that year or the following year too, but you know, they had a, a shit schedule. So, you know, like, well, you go know how those tournaments are set up. If you lose, one game you might have almost like a back-to-back and I mean, we should have shit pumped the team that we uh, played in the championship, but we, we had no legs, but uh, yeah, boy, the, but yeah, to get back, I got about 15 minutes of shit. You can probably edit out here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all gold, Reed. It's all gold. <laughs> the, uh, the state championship was great though, man. I mean, it's a hell of a fun experience to even just get there. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, as a coach is, yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh, and you know, I mean, it's nice to get the little placard for the wall and, you know, I mean, shit, we ended up in the paper and stuff, which is cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, boy, you I mean, the kids will be state champs forever, you know? Nobody gives a shit if you went 0-20 or 12-0 or 12-1 or whatever. I mean, you know how it is. If you get a piece of hardware at the end of the day, um, it's a hell of a good feeling. I mean, you, you touched on something, though, right? So, you know, to all these parents like out there listening that are, uh, you know, getting their kids in there that are mites and squirts or, like, coming into squirts, right? So they're mm-hmm. this is the first time they're hitting that ice. Remember those coaches out there? They're not out there to make your kids lose every fucking game, right? They're no. Out there, they're, they're putting their time in there. They want to see the kids win and succeed. They also want to see the kids have fun, right? Like, oh, yeah. As a coach, do you, I mean, do you, you want to see all your kids, you know, we know that these kids aren't going to make it to the show, right? Mm-hmm. There's a slim chance that a kid's going to make it. But I, I'm guessing you're similar into my philosophy. Both you and Reed is similar, like, I want these kids to be able to have something they enjoy for the rest of their life. Cause there's nothing better than going playing pickup at six o'clock in the morning, cracking open a beer with your friends yeah. and One having bush a good lights time out of the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, you're right on because it, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's good. You know, we're all in a good position. I mean, I don't care w- what level you played at, but we're all in a unique position where, I mean, you hit it right on the head. You can show up at 6 AM. I mean, I'm usually not waking up at 6 a.m. for anything or 5.15 or whatever the hell time it is. Now, but to be able to come to the locker room, hang out with the guys and have a beer, whether it's at league pickup or whatever, and just go rip around. I mean, n- nobody cares if you're if you're excellent. Nobody cares if you're terrible. It's just you, you, you are, are reminded of what it was like when you were a kid. You, you don't necessarily think about the bad things. You remember having a good time. You tell stories about maybe some of the bad or whatever, but um, yeah, no, it's great, man. And you, and you want these kids to, to love the game that, that you did. I mean, shoot. So some of us have been involved with this for ever, you know, like since you were four five, six years old, you know, I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, it's just like, on some level mind boggling that something as simple as a sport can have that sort of effect on you. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's great. And, to, and to try to bury some kid and ruin it for him by, you know, potentially sitting them because you don't like them, uh, especially at the younger ages, you, you know, I, I think it's all fair game when you get a little bit older, obviously, because, you know, at that point wins matter. And, and if you're a dog shit player at any sport i mean you kind of have to like reevaluate what you're doing here uh in, in in some capacity but um it's uh yeah i mean you don't want to ruin that for kids i mean like i love going to the rink and hanging out with guys i mean i could arguably even give a shit about playing i'd rather just go and hang out you, you know playing is just a bonus um you know it is fun to come and go with the kids i mean and you can see that the kids i mean some of them you can tell they're there because their parents are making them and they'll flat out tell you. But um, boy, some of the kids that just like love the game of hockey is like phenomenal to see because they don't care if they're getting buried and they don't care if they're, you, you know, out there goofing around kicking a soccer ball around for two hours, you know, like they're having fun, they're with their friends. I mean, and that's what's, 
you know, that's what sports are all about. You know, it's awesome. Like, I don't, I don't know too much about soccer, but like when we get together with my wife's friends or whatever, like I'll sit down and watch a soccer game and crush some beers with them. It's awesome. You know, I pretty much do anything as long as I can crush a few beers. So (laughs) truth. (laughs) True. Yeah. You you put it in perspective pretty good. I think like you mentioned, you, it's just as fun to show up and hang out at the, in the locker room with the guys and have a couple of beers and who gives a shit about the hockey. It's just a bonus. We get to skate. Like oh yeah. The best stories I think for all of us growing up and playing sports, you know, none of them happened on the on the field or on the rink or whatever on the court, whatever sport you played. The best stories are in the locker rooms and the hotel rooms and oh yeah. That's that's where it's at. So Oh yeah, the road trips are the are are the cat's ass, you know. I mean, look, look at all the fun the kids have at the pools and like you know, they're hanging out with their buddies for two days, eating and going out to eat and having crushing pizza by the pool and, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, you know, when I get together with some friends of mine, well, it's just same as with you guys, you know, if we're at the rink, we're ripping stories about whatever, you know, uh, yeah. just crazy shit that happened on or off the ice. And it's, yeah, it's awesome, man. And it's interesting that's to totally get off the rails here, but you know, like for the wives that are playing now, I mean, and even some of the other um, adults that have started to play in like the B league or the novice league or whatever, where we're at um, it's funny to witness like the excitement about the game at that age as like when you had it as a kid or, or still have it or whatever. And they just absolutely freaking love every second. Oh man. Well, like, what should I do on this play? Like, should I stay at the blue line? Should I like cut to the outside? Should I do this? And they're like, fucking stick handling a tape on the locker room, like a psychopath, you know, like <laughs> they just love it, man. You know? And it's just like crazy, you know? I mean, you, you get a little caught up and oh yeah, well we've been doing this for 20, 30 years or whatever. And, and these guys are 30 some years old or what, or whatever. And they're just, buying their first pair of skates or they got their first twig that they're like, Oh shit, man, look, look at me flex this. Well, like, you know, that's what, you know, the six or eight year olds are doing too, you know? Right. Um, no, it's cool. I, yeah, I wish great. every, every program had a, you know, did the adult thing. That's one thing I think our, our uh, Washington County group does pretty well. They get all the opportunities for the adults to play. Even like you said, if you just buy your first pair of skates, and the one thing I think it really does is puts it in perspective what the coaches are asking the kids to do out on the ice and mm-hmm. actually how fucking hard some of this stuff oh, is. Oh, yeah, man. Big like, time. It's not, you don't just, it's not like riding a bike, you know, yeah. to, where you can just put it away for 30 years and and then suddenly get back out there because your kids started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Those parents, I think, have a hell of a good appreciation for the game and what like it takes because they're... uh literally at the same step or steps as their kid is they have to try to figure all this out it's just easier for them because they like are mentally there for it now um yeah i mean that just bodes well for what we're doing and hell if they want to get their certification and come out and even i mean you talk to some of the dads and moms or whatever that like have got into this and they got their certification and they get on the bench i mean some of these folks, I mean, I can think of a couple ladies in particular that just freaking love sitting on the bench. So they're like, Oh shit, I didn't know you could tell them to do that. Or I never thought about this or hell, maybe they even have good ideas and you can incorporate, incorporate that into, into what you're doing. So 
yeah, it, it's good to get a perspective for anything and, and getting some of the newer folks uh, into the game is great. I mean, it's, it's awesome for the game. Um, and uh, just a quick, whatever um, there's a lot of associations that don't do like that mom's versus might game or an adult intro thing, which like they need to, you know? Yeah. One of my guilty pleasures is seeing the dad or mom, whoever it was that was bitching about offsides that Friday night show up on, you know, Saturday morning and, you know, accidentally floats offsides during pickup or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and just get, just Just get handed the shit by their own teammates. Like, (laughs) what are you doing going offsides? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's unreal. (laughs) I mean, you hit a lot on the head though. Cause you look at it, you got, uh, you got the mix of coaches out there. Um, the other thing I struggle with a little bit coaching the mites is matching up some coaches. Cause you've got guys and gals that have played and can skate and move, but they're real quiet. Right. Sure. But then you, but then you got some of these, some other folks that they've never played hockey until their kids started in it. They have appreciation. They went out, they did the clinic, you know what, but they're out there being that cheerleader They're Yeah. You know, they're able to get the kids focused and in line and paying attention. Like there's a role for so many people, especially at the younger, younger age, but mm-hmm. then it does carry over as you go. Right. Like there's a kid's getting the squirts and peewees and now they understand, okay. Yeah. My kid, like, okay. My kid got beat up in the corner. Well, my kid slashed that other kid about six minutes ago. That's why, you know, got a jab in the ribs and there and the ref didn't call it because, you know, just letting both things go, you know, you start yeah. to catch those things in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think it's a good thing to get the parents involved at some level and understand. And I mean, that's part of the whole reason we're doing this, right. Is we want to bring that knowledge out there and share and say, Hey, you know, this isn't where you stand up in the stands and yell at the refs and you yell at the coaches because guess what? Those refs, same thing with the coaches. They're giving up time with their families to come out and ref your kid's game for 20 bucks, right? Uh-huh. Like it's not profitable to be a ref, you know? Right. So if they yeah, miss something. It, yeah. 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 You, you know, you, you, you hit it on the head because I think if a lot of parents could get a little bit more involved with, um, uh, just learning a little bit more about the game because, you know, like a, a lot of folks I know, same as you guys, you know, like they like hockey that they, they love going to watch it in person, but you know, it's tough watching it on TV. So if you're catching a lot of these folks that have just watched it on TV, then you transfer them to the rink, you know, they don't, it's hard for them to kind of correlate stuff. So trying to get some other additional info from, um, you know, any resource is great. So I, I think, that bodes well for them now, like the whole parent coach thing. And you know what you're talking about with mites and trying to get like the right folks. I mean, a lot of them are very good cheerleaders and very good, like assistant coach personalities. Mm-hmm. Cause they're just rah, rah, rah. Hey, did a great job. You skated hard and whatever. And that's hard at mites to be the opposite because you know, on one hand, it doesn't make any damn difference, but on the other <laughs> hand, you need to have some like aptitude to be able to say, Hey, um, instead of just skating around the net every single time and then going coast to coast or, or what, or shooting the puck from the corner at the net, why don't you stop and go the other way? 
you know, something as simple as that, try to make a move, try to just stop or, you you know, you you know, you need to be trying something else. And, And sometimes they just don't know that because they've, never carry the puck around the net before or they've well, never had to change direction old. oh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know and, and and the parents don't know any better either you know um there's never seen me toe drag they don't know what the shit's about so <laughs> <laughs> you know like they don't know enough to be able to tell them you, you know like there's a couple of folks like you were talking ross with soccer i mean there's a lot of sports that cross over a hell of a lot and, and there's not you know, with soccer and hockey, there's arguably not a ton different, you know, I mean, you got offsides, you got X amount of people on there, you got, uh, you know, all these other rules that have somewhat of a common denominator. Yeah, yeah. So I think but for a small object of, in the big basket, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So but I think for some of those parents, it it's easy for them to, to understand that. So or they get like, Oh, yeah, well, in soccer, we do this or or, or we do that. And you're like, Yeah, well, it's not. It, I mean, arguably any different in hockey is just, you know, there's so many folks that either have been gone from their respective sport for so long and they just don't take a step back to kind of realize they could be a valuable input for that. If they just like, yeah, it's good to be a rah, rah, rah person when the kids are, you know, six to eight years old, but you can still like challenge them to do something, especially if you got some of those younger mice that are just out there cruising and they're wheeling around. It's like, dude, you don't need to go like end to end 85 times in one shift. Why don't you like go to the far net and just sit there and try to pass it to somebody or bounce it off the boards when you're going up the ice around somebody rather than cutting to the middle. Yeah. If you cut to the middle, you got to beat, but uh, you know, I, who who gives a shit you're gonna have to do that in a drill probably that week and might practice so trying in a game you, you know trying to relate those drills to the kids when they're younger too is a huge important thing too so then again to your point the coach has got to be able to say hey you remember that drill we did you know like for the last 14 weeks and like you know just think about it you know it's not yeah. any different it's that's a good point to bring up too like you go to a might practice that doesn't even remotely resemble a hockey game other than the fact that there's ice and the kids are on skates and, and a, and a puck, you know, like, right. There might not even be nets out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, that person that can relate those activities and into the game as, as a coach is is, uh, super important. Oh yeah. And for new parents, man, Jamie, I, my wife, I can remember her being like, what the hell's going on here? Like, where's, when do they scrimmage? And like, I don't think they're going to scrimmage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and that's tough because you, you know, you, you want to, you want to see that and, and you're used to that, especially if you used to play like uh team sports like that. But yeah. you know, for some of those kids, especially at that young age, you know, like they don't, they don't get anything from a scrimmage. It's too no. like individualized at that point. But um you know, I, I'd be curious to know what some other associations do, especially at the might level, you know, when they're like running breakouts on us and shit like that. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's great because then they'll transition to squirts that much easier. But, you know, damn, I'd get roasted if I was out there by some of those kids. Yeah. <laughs> true enough. Jesus. True enough. Well, nice. uh, you know, Reed, we thanks. Uh, thanks for having coming to the show and uh sharing your insights with us we really appreciate you stopping by and uh yeah my pleasure a little bit 
And uh, we hope that all the other parents out there uh, listening pick up on some of these tips and uh, can carry it forward and, and be a better parent in the stands and uh, be a better parent to their kids. Yeah, yeah, me too. Thanks for the uh, thanks for your invite.